Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. And if you're interested, this almost didn't happen today because YouTube decided it, it just broke. It just broke this morning. I was trying to set up the stream and everything I did, it kept saying video not available, video not available, video not available, video not available to the point I almost went nuts. But thankfully we've done it. We're a couple of hours late. You'll have to forgive me, but I dealt with technology as best as I could. And we're here. That's all that matters. All that matters is that we're here. And we're going to talk about wrestling for the next hour or so. We'll get your questions. We'll do all of that kind of stuff. You know how it works. If you haven't, thank you very much for joining me. Just hit my microphone then. All of my own personal content is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a link in the bio. Even if you can spare $1, it helps me no end. It just does. Life is all about cash. Life is all about finances. And it means I can free up my time. It means I can do this at crazy times in the evening. It means I can do it throughout the day. You know how it works. Also on Twitter, Instagram at SimonMiller316. Uh, we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble. We are going to get to Royal Rumble predictions in the show. Uh, maybe we'll kick off with that. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why don't we just kick off with some Royal Rumble predictions? Let's just talk about the week in general at first. Uh, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's talk about Raw. We'll get into more specifically as we go through the Rumble. I thought it was a decent week for WWE. Uh, I thought Raw and SmackDown were enjoyable shows. I didn't necessarily think that, that, that Raw sort of bigged up uh, the Rumble as much as I would have uh, uh, appreciated. <laughs> but that's not the right word. I just, I think the WWE thinks, and they're probably right, they are right, that the Rumble sells itself. And because the Rumble sells itself, it's like, well, we don't need to, you know, we don't need to overpromote it because loads of people are going to tune in. I've already had text messages from my mates that are very casual wrestling fans saying, we're going to tune in for the Raw Rumble. What, give me the story. What's going on? What's up? What down? Obviously. Uh, so what they basically tried to do is sell the other matches. But the Raw Rumble card this year is so good, it's almost like, do you really need to sell those matches too hard? They kind of sell themselves. And so for that reason, I didn't really come away from either Raw or SmackDown like feeling really pumped, more pumped than I am anyway, because I love the Raw Rumble. But as a card... I think it's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. And the, the worst, the I'm going to say the worst, I don't mean too negative, but the, the most upsetting thing for me, given the wrestlers that I like, is the fact that sort of three quarters away through SmackDown, we went to commentary, they were picking up the Rumble card, and there they said that you know, Rusev versus Nakamura, who I may be wrong, the last thing I remember them doing is on, uh, Nakamura's in the production truck, and... They were showing the footage of when he crushed Lana, when he fell backwards. I think that was three weeks ago. I may be wrong. I don't think Rusev or Nakamura have been on uh, that SmackDown for the last two two episodes. And now from nowhere, we just get told they are going to have a fight at Royal Rumble, and it's going to be on the pre-show. And that absolutely sucks. I mean, it sucks for me anyway. Like, I... I mean, maybe you don't care. And that's cool. That That's cool if you don't care. Just quick shout out to my man, Patrick Taggart in the super chat, who just says, big fan, Simon. Keep up the awesome work, brother. I really appreciate that. Always appreciate people being in that super chat and the people that say the nice words. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel happy. And I just like everybody being here. It's true, I do. Obviously, it's all going to depend on your personal opinions and your personal preferences when it comes to wrestlers. And everybody's different like that. But for me, I'm like... I love Rusev, and I love Nakamura too. But I mean, Rusev, I really do think, is an underutilized talent. Like Nakamura kind of made his name in New Japan, as we know. Whereas Rusev, to me, has always been this really talented guy who can play face, who can play heel. If you've seen him on social media, you know how entertaining he is. But we never seem to tap into that enough. And now, we get this big push, or seeing this push, we put the US title back on him, and he vanishes. And that's why it upsets me. And I got, you know, I tweeted this out earlier, and a few people, I get it, I, I like the conversation, I like the chat. But a few people are like, well... To me, it's the match I don't care about. So it should be on the pre-show. And that's cool. I mean, I, I would counterpoint that and say, yes, because I don't think the WWE's built it up as well as they should have done. But that's cool. That's the best thing about wrestling. It's the best thing about podcasts like this. It's the best thing about the community in general. We've all got our own opinions. And we can share them and we can argue and we can throw our toys in the air. But that, I mean, that, that does suck. And also, because we don't really have a build... For that match, how do you even try and start predicting who's going to win? I will assume Rusev does win uh, for that very reason, because why switch the belt now when there's no need to? 
But where does this leave Nakamura? Let's say that Rusev... I'm going to go Rusev, right? My prediction is Rusev. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now, throw your comments as we go. Uh, and obviously, if you're listening on, on audio, just you can let me know anyway. Just tweet me. I always like to know what people think. But yeah, I mean, what Rusev, if he holds on to the title, at least can be, you know, uh, rehabbed in a couple of weeks or depending on what WWE wants to do. But Nakamura... I don't know where you go with him. I don't know where you go with him right now. Like, he had that gimmick where it was the United States of Nak America. That didn't go anywhere. I mean, it really didn't. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm confused. I don't know where they're going to go with this. But I uh, I'm, I was a little bit disappointed. I, and also, from the US title point of view as well, I'm not going to talk about too much about the US championships. I'm going to do a video for what culture about that, so keep an eye out over there. Obviously, if you want more of a in-your-face direct predictions, keep an eye on what culture is where uh, when we do the predictions there too. So yeah, I go Rusev. Also going to get, uh, I forget the four-way for the Cruiserweight title. It is Buddy Murphy versus Tazawa versus Atami versus Callisto. There you go. Didn't forget at all. That has got to be, surely, a contender for best match of the evening, depending on how much time they get and what they're allowed to do. Because that is four very talented pro wrestlers. If you're watching 205 Live, Buddy Murphy absolutely come into his own. Maybe get into that Mustafa Ali point where I think we could probably shift him to Raw so he can be the Mustafa Ali version of, of Raw. Um, you know, because obviously Ali's doing really well on SmackDown. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't take it off Buddy Murphy right now either. In fact, I'll give you a small spoiler here. I ain't changing any belts on the Raw Rumble card. Not intentional. Just when I went down and kind of figured it all out, I was like, oh man, I haven't changed anything. <laughs> it's a bit weird. But yeah, I think that... that yeah, that... Um, you keep the belt on Buddy Murphy for now. Just let these guys fly. I don't know who he's going to feud out after this. I've got worried that Callisto is going to take the pin. I mean, I was going to say I don't like Callisto on 205. I don't think I agree with that because at least he's doing something. And I know for a while he just vanished from Raw or SmackDown. I'm still devastated with WWE. They didn't do more of the whole the Lucha thing. I love the Lucha thing when he just ran off. Grr! I thought it was great. I thought you could have used that. Much like, you know, Titus World Slide. I thought we could have used all of that, but we didn't. So yeah, I'll say Buddy Murphy retains. And look, it's a great pre-show. To, to counteract my own argument, if WWE want people to tune in to the pre-show, that's two amazing matches. You, and maybe that's why they're doing it. But it doesn't help when back in November we have the Survivor Series... And, you know, Team SmackDown won, and by the end of the match, we're telling, oh, that match didn't count. It does. It does take something away from it. I'm not saying that it should, but I'm just saying that's the vibe that the pre-show does have. Moving into the Raw Rumble itself. Uh, obviously, we'll start with the tag team match. Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, taking on the Miz and Shane McMahon. I'm convinced. I have all the predictions I'm going to make, even more than the Brock Lesnar match. I am absolutely 100% convinced that the Miz and Shane McMahon are going to win. Because it, it, the story, it just sets itself up too well to to tell that story. It's just there. It's just there because A, they got their ass handed to them on SmackDown. They had The Miz versus Cesaro. It was a right match and Shane McMahon kept getting involved and Cesaro kept, uh, uh, Sheamus kept getting involved. Ultimately, the bad guys got one up. He smashed uh, The Miz in the face. Cesaro hit the neutralizer. One, two, three. And then Shane McMahon got hurled through The Miz's body as he laid on the announce table. So the bar have all the momentum and usual and they can change it up every here and there. But the WWE booking is when we get if you do well on the, the TV, when we get to the pay-per-view, you'll be the people that are going to lose. A uh, quick shout-out to my man, Michael McLean. Always supporting the podcast. Always a good guy. Hey, Simon. Um, got no sleep last night, so I'm going to catch some winks. Big picks. Rollins, Becky, Rousey, and surprise pick, Balor. Oh, dude, I like it. I like it. PTFO. Well, man, I, why not, man? Take risks. It's all about taking risks and believing. So there's Michael with his with his predictions. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I think, given all of that, that they are going to walk away with the tag team champion. Don't forget, if you like this, if you like the Miz versus Shane McMahon, you can't get mad that Shane McMahon won that best in the world trophy. You can't do it, because that's where all this started. They are the best tag team in the world, and they're going to take that trophy, and now they're going to add some belts to it, too. I think it makes sense in terms of the narrative they've told. I'm not going to be against it. And again, you had on, on SmackDown, you had the Miz literally covering over Shane like he was a daddy bear. And Shane was like the baby bear. <laughs> he was protecting him. It didn't work. Seamus and Cesaro kicked his ass. Also, I didn't talk about this on Ups. I should have actually gone into this more on Ups and Downs. Again, SmackDown Ups and Downs is live now. Goes live 2 p.m. every Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, I should say. So please do tune in. I'll be in the comments smashing away. Uh, yeah, like the kick, the bro kick that Seamus gave Shane McMahon. My word was that stiff. That was ridiculous. But no, I, I think they're going to win it. And I also think eventually they're going to break up and we're going to do The Miz versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania 35, which probably means The Miz would be a face. I say that 
But wouldn't it be a cool twist if after all this daddy stuff, it was the Miz that turned his back on Shane McMahon? Because he's been the guy pushing it the most. I think I've just changed my mind. Either way, that's what I'm going with. Um, I, I, ha I have warmed to this tag team more than I had a few weeks ago. Mostly because of the Miz. He's, he's kind of approached this whole new thing with a, with a gusto and a passion that's hard to, that's hard to argue. So fair play. You've got to feel sorry for Sheamus and Cesaro too. They lost the damn tag belts to Nicholas and Braun Strowman about a year ago at WrestleMania. And now they're about to lose. I'm not saying Shane McMahon and the Miz are a joke tag team, but they're a reluctant tag team. They haven't ever had a match. Shane McMahon didn't want to even want to be in it. And now they're going to go... <laughs> they're going to just beat these two people that have been the champs for ages. But hey, I wanted a new match, right? I said loads of times on here and what culture everywhere. I wanted a new match. I didn't want to keep saying... Seeing the Bar versus the Nuda, the Bar versus the Usos, the Bar whatever. And they gave it to me. Shane McMahon and The Miz. That's a new tag team. It's going to be so weird. Uh, we'll leave both Royal Rumbles to the end. What else do we... Uh, I should have got this up. What, you know what? I'm just going to get it up now. I, I said I remember. I, I, I'm the man. I can remember... <laughs> I'm not Specky Lynch. I can remember who... Um, the, the match card. And now here we are and I don't, I don't remember. I just I kind of want to build up. No, I guess we do. This is why this card is so good. We're only a few matches in and everything else we need to talk about is either a Royal Rumble or a championship match. Fair play, WWE. This is a fantastic card. I'm really excited. Obviously, NXT the day before looks looks amazing too. Let's do Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks for another reason, but why the hell not? Um, Again, I don't think any titles are going to change hands. So hopefully, I'm wrong there because I think one change would be good. But... <sighs> Sasha Banks obviously was never meant to be in this position. At some point, WWE changed their plans with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, which is fine. I still want them to main at WrestleMania 35, so I've got no problem with it. But here, Sasha Banks has been put in a position she was never meant to be. Ronda Rousey hasn't lost, technically. On Raw, obviously, we had Sasha Banks and Bayley taking on Natalia and Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey's partner, Natalia, got tapped out to the, the bank statement. Oh, I always want to call it the banks lock because I'm a moron. So you can say technically in the record books, Ronda Rousey lost. I don't really think we need to worry about it. I think it's a bit silly. She didn't lose. She never got pinned. She never submitted. She lost within a kayfabe sense, but it didn't bother me. But I did think everything that Ronda and Sasha did built to their match well. I believe there's legit heat there. They come across like they hate each other. Ronda's promo where she said she was going to take her hair off and wash Sasha Banks' feet is the weirdest thing I've heard in ages. Especially when you find out apparently Ronda is writing that stuff. But that's when I take a step back and I go, I said this on ups and downs. If she's writing that stuff, and it's this crazy, but it's how she talks, do it. At least she's different to everybody else. Who's she washing people's feet with her hair for? <laughs> that's so weird. I like it though. Look, Rhonda, if you want to be crazy, do it. Do it. It's not like you can't back it up in the ring. The best part about that bit on Raw is she said that and she marched the ring. She was really pissed off. And then she smiled for a while because that's just the way. But she looked pissed off. I liked it. And I like that match too. It was the main event of Raw. I thought it was good. I really, really did. And hopefully it just, you know, Sasha Banks and Bayley still won as a team. Hopefully they go on to the Elimination Chamber to win those titles. We'll get there uh, in a few weeks. But I can't see Ronda Rousey losing here. I don't want to jump the gun too much, but you kind of have to to talk about it when we're mentioning predictions. I just kind of think we're going to see a trio of things here that affect all the women's matches. If we are leading to that WrestleMania 35 triple threat with Becky, Ronda and, uh, and Charlotte, you have to start planting the seeds now. So I think, maybe not in this match, I think Ronda will probably win clean, but I imagine we get interference in Becky's match, and then that coincides to interference with Charlotte's performance in the Royal Rumble, and that all then comes back to this, which is why I think Ronda Rousey wins. Maybe there's some shenanigans with Natalia and Bailey, but she'll walk away with her title. And then let's just segue into Becky Lynch versus Oscar. I think Oscar's going to win that way because Charlotte or Ronda or somebody will get involved. And if they do, Becky will then get retaliation later on. Unless it all depends on what order the card is, right? So if someone screws Becky out first, she'll go over and she'll throw Charlotte out of the Royal Rumble. Because don't forget, in the Royal Rumble, you have that control. You don't have to be an official entrant in the Royal Rumble to be able to throw people out the Royal Rumble. It's the dumbest thing in WWE history. Anytime I get somebody to watch the Royal Rumble with me that's not a fan, they always ask that question. I'm like, don't, just leave it alone. <laughs> it just is. So, we'll do it step by step, but that's what I think is going to happen, which is why I think Oscar's going to retain as well, and why I think we're not going to get an expected winner for the Women's Royal Rumble, because we've already got our, raw, in my opinion, I could be well off with this, but we've already got our, you know, raw side of WrestleMania for the women all sewn up. So we've got to change things over. Anyway, <laughs> to get the point. So Sasha Banks 
will lose to Ronda Rousey. Sasha Banks will then go on to win the tag team titles with Bayley. That will be her WrestleMania match. This gets complicated. Ronda then gets involved in this three-way with Charlotte and Becky to get that going again, which means in Becky's match against Oscar, exhausting, Oscar wins too. But I don't think it's clean. Again, I think either Charlotte or Ronda do something. But then you have to jump straight into the Women's Royal Rumble match and the clear favourite or from the TV, what we're being shown on SmackDown, would be Charlotte. And we'll just talk about that briefly too. So on SmackDown... Becky Lynch comes out, cuts a promo. Oscar comes out, yells there in Japanese. Charlotte stirs it up. Becky and Oscar have a big fight, go backstage, whipping with the coat, all that stuff. It was good. I liked it. Again, all the women's stuff on WWE, other than that ridiculous segment of a moment of bliss when they're all yelling and screaming like children, which you would never do with people you considered real athletes. So I hate it when they do it here because, you know, that's not... Look at the difference of the way they treat these people and they treat them. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. You know, all the stories to the women right now, are all, they're all blending into one. They're all interesting... And that excites me. I get a real kick out of it. So then when you get to the Women's Royal Rumble, you've got to decide, okay, so if Becky or Ronda's going to come and chuck Charlotte out because every, each of them is getting involved in each other's matches because the first time they've been under the same roof for a while, what do we do in the Royal Rumble? Now, my original thought was I would give it to somebody like Ember Moon. You can shift Ember Moon across from Raw to SmackDown. I think that would benefit her because we're not doing much with her on Monday nights. And... The idea of something like Oscar versus Ember Moon at WrestleMania for the SmackDown's title, I think, is a really interesting idea. We've still got a long way to go, obviously. WrestleMania's ages away, so Oscar may even lose it before then. But, I don't know, there's just something in that for me. There's something I, something, something I like about it, and I would rather use the Women's Royal Rumble this year to elevate someone that needs elevating, because if they win the Royal Rumble, excuse me, if they win the Royal Rumble, that's it. They're set for at least four months, three, four months. So I would give it to Ember Moon, but I'd also potentially give it to Alexa Bliss. Because Oscar is a natural babyface. Fans love her. I should have thought about this earlier. Uh, I've only just thought about it now. I think Alexa Bliss plays the heel so well. I don't like the moment of Bliss stuff. I think that's kind of run its course already. I just don't like talk shows anymore. So she could move to SmackDown. And I actually, I know she's just, she moves all over the place. But whatever, we do what we got to do. Because don't forget, if we're going to have Charlotte... This is the real issue. If we're going to have Charlotte versus Ronda versus Becky... Maybe it's not even for the Raw Women's title, you'd have to assume. But that means you have to move Charlotte and Becky over to there. Or just come up with some bizarre clause where they keep ruining... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I'm going for. I'll go with Ember Moon, just because I like Ember Moon. I don't think she's been given a fair shot. So, you know, it would be great. You know, so every year with the Rumble, someone goes, we just pick a random winner and let them use the momentum of the Rumble. And we never do it, really. We kind of did it with Alberta Derry in 2011, but I would say not really. So I would now say... Let's do it. Let's put. Let's let's try this out. And if it fails, it fails. You know. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't. I don't necessarily think anybody like that winning is going to upset too many people. And again, anybody can win. It's all about what you do after. You get Mandy Rose win. You just got to make sure she treats you treat her well afterwards and give her the push that she deserves. Talk to Mandy Rose. I did, the reason I don't think anyone like Mandy Rose or Naomi is going to win because on SmackDown it was Naomi Rose versus Naomi. I said Naomi. Mandy Rose versus Naomi. And it was, that was that. Mandy Rose just beat her. There were some distractions. Sonny Deville got involved. One, two, three, random episode of SmackDown. So I presume at the Royal Rumble, Naomi will chuck her out. But that feud is... Yeah, it's not the best, is it? It's not ideal. So there you go. There's my weird trifecta of craziness. But that is why the card is so good. And that is why WWE deserve credit for the... Yeah, all the bits and pieces they put in place. It's really interesting. And it's really fun. And that's, that's what it's all about. I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do. Uh, we'll talk about the two world championship matches. We'll start with Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. My pick for for show of the night, uh, show of the night, match of the night. Could be wrong, but I just love the. It's like a it's like a flip that we never thought coming. Like when Daniel Bryan, uh, sorry, when AJ Styles first came in the company, if you had thought that he was going to have a match with Daniel Bryan, I don't think you would have ever said, "Oh, Daniel Bryan will be the heel and a very good heel at that, cutting damn good promos." And AJ Styles will be the babyface. If anything, you probably could have argued it the other way around. Bryan was great on SmackDown as well. He was great. I, I mean, Vince McMahon being the adjudicator in that head-to-head segment was a little bit weird because now he was a face. And I think he's just Vince McMahon at this stage. He can do whatever he wants. But I just think Daniel Bryan is wonderful. Some people used to say Daniel Bryan didn't know how to cut a promo. I've always thought Daniel Bryan was quite good. He doesn't cut promos in the traditional sense, but he always sounds like Daniel Bryan. And if you sound like yourself, I think, you know, that, that that's, half the, that's half the battle. So I love that. I love the whole thing. Their brawl they had... Uh, um, Daniel Bryan hiding behind McMahon, fantastic, and then getting the upper hand, big knee to the face. Could argue that means AJ Styles is going to win. He, you know, 
Daniel Bryan came away with his head held high, but I don't see it. I don't think you take the Daniel Bry the belt off Daniel Bryan now, mostly because AJ Styles can go on and have a match with Randy Orton or whatever the plan is for him. You don't need a championship there. Whereas Daniel Bryan has this crazy, you know, uh, eco-warrior loudmouth. I don't know who he fights at WrestleMania, and that's what's exciting. That's why I get excited. Because I don't know the position they're going to go in. And if he's still got the championship match, it is going to make that match for the touch more important. So I look forward to that. But I put my money behind Daniel Bryan. He probably doesn't win clean, but he doesn't have to, right? He's a bad guy. He's an asshole. He can do whatever he wants. Maybe he just throws a you know, can of drink or, or a pack of popcorn into AJ Styles' face. He wins with the thing he's been moaning about all these weeks. Also for AJ Styles' line about Daniel Bryan flying uh, to that, to obviously smack down other events was really good. Because you want to have a heel that's completely justified in their own brain and in their actions. But you want a baby face that can cut them down. I thought they, 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 they did that wonderfully. But at no point did AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan look like geeks. WWE smashing it. I don't care, man. I think WWE program at the moment is really good. I really do. Uh, right. Then you've got Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. I've already seen in the comments, just as I gaze my eyes uh, willingly uh, to the right. And you see so many people coming up with booking ideas about how Finn Balor can beat Brock Lesnar. And the most obvious one is Braun Strowman gets involved and costs Lesnar his championship. You can do that. You can do that. I just, I don't know how all in WWE is going to be with Finn Balor. And that's my point. I want this, much like the women's, I want this year's Royal Rumble to mean something. I want whoever comes out the other side, not to be like Nakamura last year. I want them to use it to really stamp 2019 to their foot and go all the way. So ideally, I would like Seth Rollins. I'm going to pick Seth Rollins as well. Boring, I know. But I, what, the reason I picked Seth Rollins is because I want him to go to WrestleMania 35. I want him to beat Brock Lesnar and become the Universal Champion. He's the guy that everybody loves. He's the guy that has some of the best matches. And he's just beaten Brock Lesnar. And I know Brock Lesnar has lost to Reigns and whoever else, but it's not the point. He's still Brock Lesnar. He still has that aura about him. I think that sets us up well for a better program down the line. Drew McIntyre can be his first bad guy feud after he's won it post-Mania. Then you can go into something with Seth versus Finn. We've seen that before back at SummerSlam when Finn beat him. I think that writes itself. But look, who knows, man? Who knows? Brock, I mean, you know, I, I would say Brock retains too. I didn't mention that. But maybe Finn does win. Maybe Braun Strowman gets involved. Maybe we build a Braun versus Brock at Mania, right? And it starts here because Braun screws him over. That's... Outside of Brock Lesnar, who's Braun Strowman's opponent? That's the other thing we haven't talked about. Who does Braun Strowman take on at WrestleMania right now? I don't know. So, and, you know, Lesnar's not going to do that many shows between now and April. So maybe that's what you do. And then Finn Balor can win. And then maybe it's Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Not the worst thing in the world. I think when it's, when it's people of that talent in front of a crowd that is going to tune in for WrestleMania anyway, you could absolutely do Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. And it would be awesome. Or maybe Drew McIntyre wins. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre at Mania. I've seen it. We've done it. It's over. But this is the cool thing about all of this. You can go in about 72 different ways and you can always find something else to, to argue or something else to talk about. And I think that's uh, that's why it's cool. That's that's why it's really cool. So that's pretty much all of it. That's the Raw Rumble. Let me know, especially the, the pick for the Rumble. Let me know what you think. I, I think it will be Seth Rollins and I think Drew McIntyre will be there in there at the end. But they've only announced 19 people. There's 11 guest spots. Maybe one's going to come out. You're like, oh my gosh, how is he back? Apparently, John Cena was never meant to be in the Royal Rumble, just talking about news. The idea was that Lars Sullivan was going to come in, obviously go on a tear, eventually injure John Cena and take him out of the Royal Rumble. Then we were going to go to WrestleMania 35, John Cena versus Lars Sullivan, and Lars Sullivan was going to win. Now, you can get any kind of story you want on the internet. So it could be true, it could be absolute lies. But what a great story that is. When I read that, I was like, oh man, if they were going to do that, well done. You know, clap, clap <laughs> to whoever came up with that one backstage. Obviously, Lars hasn't debuted yet. You know, I, I know there was some controversy around him anyway with certain stuff he did on forums and whatnot. I didn't really look too much into it, so I don't know. But I will just say, uh, as I think we mentioned last week or, or on last week's podcast, anyone that is suffering from any kind of anxiety problems or mental health problems or a panic attack or whatever it was called, that's terrible. And especially in an environment like WWE, which is a high-pressure situation. So, you know, as a human being, I hope that he's doing all right. I hope that he gets back, and I hope eventually he debuts and falls into a pattern and everything is okay. That's just how I view those situations. Uh, I can't judge a man on what he did in his past when I don't know all the facts, but I do know, you know, as again, as a human being, you never want anyone to go through that kind of stuff. It's hard. It's horrible. Thankfully, in 2019, 
we can talk more openly about that stuff. And I hope this doesn't affect his, you know, standing in the company because it shouldn't. Some people break their legs. Sometimes the brain goes a bit, you know, haywire and you have to find a way to, to, to settle that down as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think maybe, maybe in some ways, Lars just knew what they were going to do with all the other NXT talent that got called up and went, I don't want to get involved in that. EC3 especially. What is EC3 doing? So far on TV, I've seen EC3 not talking to a microphone, pose in front of a mirror. I can't remember. He was, no, he was on Raw. He wasn't on SmackDown. So on Raw, pose in front of a mirror again as Dana Brooke talked to him about bodybuilding, but he wouldn't say a word. And then as far as I'm aware, none of them were on SmackDown. I could be wrong, but I don't remember seeing them. I say, look, no, I don't think they were. Madness. Absolutely madness. I don't mind them doing it. But I don't think, it's, look, it's better than somebody like Apollo Crews, right? Who came up and had a really good start and then vanished. At least it's the other way. Hopefully we can build him up. But if you don't know who EC3 is, I have no idea what you're meant to, what you're meant to, why doesn't he talk? Why doesn't he speak? I thought they did much better with Lacey Evans. I thought the way, she, I like her Southern Belle character. It feels like a really good wrestling gimmick. And we haven't seen anything like that for a while. So I think she fares far better in these kind of quick snip and we're gone kind of a roles. Uh, Nikki Cross was involved in the big brawl for the Royal Rumble. That's, that's not so bad, but I didn't like the, the Royal Rumble brawl as it was. And Heavy Machinery, fair play to them. They turned that week around with Otis being an absolute crazy... And they made it work, man. That match was great. They looked like a tag team. The uh, the compactor or the contractor, whatever they call it, was awesome. You know, uh, Otis's worm slash caterpillar. It just, you know, they will get over if they keep doing this. And they look good and they celebrate together. I mean, fair play. I love being wrong. I love being proved wrong. I, I mean, I don't. I think you could have done this anyway, but maybe you needed all that craziness to establish him as a character. I think they're going to get over. I'm really excited about them. Um, and hopefully this means the start of a brand new tag team division too, or at least a, a focus on the tag team division because that's, you know, I, I, I think that's essential in this new era if you want to compete. Then WWE don't need to compete with anybody, but to ensure you have a good product, I, I've said this before on What Culture Video, you can go watch it. It's called something like the, the one change WWE needs to make or whatever. You have to push the tag team division. You 100% have to push the tag team division. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Who knows? Anything can happen. Anything can happen that between now and then, but... I don't, did we talk about the Revival last week asking for their release? I mean, we'll talk about it anyway because it ties into what happened on Raw. Obviously, the rumor is, again, that the Revival asked to be let go from their contracts. They were told no. So on Raw, we had an actual backstage session with the Revival talking <laughs> talking to Vince McMahon. They wanted one more title shot. They wanted a fair ref. He got Kurt Hawkins involved, obviously the man that loses all the time. And Kurt Hawkins was the best referee ever. And eventually him just obeying the rules meant the Revival lost. They beat him up. And now it seems like the Major Brothers or Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins are back together. Now, I love this because I really like Kurt Hawkins. I don't know why. I just think he gets it. I can't explain that, but I've heard him in interviews and podcasts and I just think he gets it. So, but the, the funny thing, and who knows where it's going to go, but if you take all the information I just told you, it does look like Kurt Hawkins is going to break his 300 match losing streak, whatever it is, when he and Zack Ryder, who only got on TV once in 2018, are going to beat The Revival. Now, the, again, I'm going off speculation that I've read. Apparently, The Revival's contracts don't end till uh, April 2020. So that's basically, what, a year and just under a year and a half. That's a long time. <laughs> So we'll see. It could be nothing. It could be lies. It could all be a work. And I've bought into a hook, line, and sinker. But that's quite the that's quite that's quite the shift. But anyway, I hope we focus on the tag team division. That's what I'm hoping for. I'll keep everything crossed. Uh, everything was fine with Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and Brock. You know, that's it was okay. It was what it was. I thought Paul Heyman was good. I enjoyed seeing Vince McMahon interact with all of them because it's still novel, right? But we don't see Vince McMahon that much. We haven't seen him in ages. So it's still cool to kind of see him interact with with his champion and Paul Heyman and and Brock and everything like that. So I enjoyed it. Uh, some people say they already think that Vince McMahon's overexposed. Don't necessarily think that's true. Ratings have gone up. Everybody seems happy. I haven't seen the raw rating for this week, actually. Let's see if it's gone up. Because that's always interesting to talk about to see. It usually goes up about this time, doesn't it? I usually know what the raw rating is when we start talking about this stuff. No, maybe I don't. Let's check news. No, I don't think we do know. No, it's not out as far as I know. If you know it, drop it in the drop it in the comments and, and we'll talk about it. But I imagine it, I imagine it's done better again, especially the week before the Rumble. And they were decent shows. There was a lot to talk about. A lot came out the other side. So that's Raw. That's SmackDown. That's the Rumble. Uh, I will shout out away from the WWE. Really enjoying everything the Young Bucks are doing at the moment. Just turning up at Defy and Bar Wrestling. Cody was there as well. I like this kind of 
greatest hits tour they're doing and being treated like these heroes that they are. So that's that's cool. Still, what I was going on with a you know obviously all elite wrestling's done their big announcement, and then they're going to go under the radar for a little bit, which makes sense. You want to build, uh, you want to build at the right time. I keep hearing all this stuff that their, their TV till is imminently going to be announced, and we never we never get anything. I guess the next big thing is Kenny Omega. That's going to be the chat of the weekend, right? His New Japan contract ends at the end of this month. I don't think he's gone to WWE. I don't think he's even allowed to be in the in the Raw Rumble. I think he's going to AEW. I think AEW is going to come up with a working relationship with New Japan, and that's going to be it. But look, it's fun, right? Again, there's 11 positions we don't know, so every single time you go Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega. I remember saying this to people about AJ Styles, and I was absolutely incorrect. So we'll see. Uh, all the love in the world to Bush and Ryu Cat in the Super Chat who says, since Hogan returned to WWE, Hogan, Hogan versus Undertaker in the future. I don't want to see that. I doubly don't want to see that uh, in the world of WWE after they told me they're going to do new things. I'm all right with it. Although there is more speculation. Apparently, um, The Undertaker is going to be the headliner for 2019 in the, in the Hall of Fame. I'd, unless he's retiring this year. I always thought the best way to, to put Undertaker in was to announce a big final match, a big sort of final tour, and then put him in the Hall of Fame. But who knows? There's so much more we got to talk about when it comes to WrestleMania. Batista's meant to be in it and all, and all this kind of stuff. So we don't know. But hey, we get through the Royal Rumble and then the road to WrestleMania starts. So let me just go and check. I, I should have done this a minute ago. I didn't. Let me just check that there's no news that's come out that we need to talk about because that happens all the time. And people are like, oh, Simon, you didn't talk about the news. And I'm like, oh, we talked about Cena. We've done that. I don't think anything else is going on. No, it, it, it's, all, it's all the same. It's, apparently Matt Hardy's coming back, which is cool. Really like Matt Hardy. Apparently he's, you know, he's, he's able to, he's, well, he's done something to, to get back in the, in, in the shape that he needs to. He's been doing, you know, rehab and physiotherapy. No, that's it. That's nothing. Okay, let's answer some questions. Again, uh, head on over to Facebook, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Search for the group and join, or you can ask them in the comments. What's the blah, blah, blah. Um, No. And yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get them there. Uh, we'll answer your questions. Actually, one thing I did want to talk about was the the UK deal. Apparently, the UK Sky deal for WWE is in question. Now, that has been on my TV for ever since I've been alive. I wonder who else would get it. What would happen? But apparently, nobody's watching SmackDown Raw at 1 o'clock in the morning anymore. Can't blame them. That's why you watch ups and downs. I watch wrestling, so you don't have to. Right, let's answer some questions. Uh, definitely let me know what you think is going to happen at the Raw the Raw Rumble uh, as well. Uh, my man Thomas Speller, with the Raw Rumble this weekend, what is your favourite Raw? What is your favourite Raw Rumble match of all time? Well, my favourite actual physical Raw Rumble match is the answer that everybody says is the Raw Rumble 1992. Just so much went into it. Like a, the world title was on the line, and the Raw Rumble was in its infancy then anyway. Let me go in a few years, but having that on the line made it more exciting straight away. Right? It was just like, oh wow, that's a, that's different. In many ways, as a kid, especially, like, oh, we should do that for every Raw Rumble. And the fact that Ric Flair won it, who was this like almost mysterious figure from the other promotion, it was just the best thing that could have happened. Like especially because it, the, the Royal Rumble Night Two ending is so weird. Hulk Hogan, the ultimate good guy, and say your prayers, eat your vitamins, gets chucked out of the Rumble fair and square by Sid Justice, like Psycho Sid, whatever. And the way Hulk Hogan responds to that is by dragging dragging out Sid. Totally, I mean, not illegally, because as we said, you can do that in the Royal Rumble, but a completely heel bad move, and not only that, gives the WWF title to his technical arch nemesis, Ric Flair. And that is nuts. And it's really good these days as well, from a nostalgia point of view. Everybody who's anybody is in there. You know, the old Royal Rumble music is great. The way that those squares fly towards the screen as Rick, as Rick, who's Rick? As Vince McMahon says, of like, you know, the ravishing Rick Rude. And <laughs> I saw they did that on the WWE Twitter the other day. They let you know that some of the women that were going to be in the Royal Rumble. And I remember everyone being so mad. I can't believe they'd done this. At the beginning of the paper, you just have flying squares with men's head in it. And you knew who was in the Rumble. There were still surprises, but it's not like they haven't done it before. They just usually waited <laughs> until you got to the TV and then things flew in your face. Oh, it made me laugh. But yeah, I think the Royal Rumble 1992 is my favorite one. I also like 1999. 
It just cracks me up that Vince McMahon was able to win a Royal Rumble. And Austin is so over in that thing. It's ridiculous. And 2001 and 2, which Austin, which Austin also won. They're three really good Rumbles. And the interesting thing about 2001 is as soon as The Rock gets thrown out by Kane, everyone is so mad. That's when The Rock is like, you know, almost on the same equal pairing as Steve Austin. And when Kane throws him out, I think A, it was, it was two things. A, straight away everyone went, well, we know Austin's going to win now, which is no bad thing, but it took away that surprise. But also they kind of wanted to see, see The Rock win, right? It works out anyway. But yeah, that would absolutely be my uh, my favourite one. Brilliant. In terms of, I'm trying to think of matches that happened at the Royal Rumble. I mean, the ones that always come up are Cactus Jack versus Triple H at 2000. That's brilliant. I mean, that is still ultra-violent today, even, you know, despite what everybody else has done. The 1999 Rumble always gets into my head, but maybe not necessarily for the right reasons. If you watch The Rock versus Mankind now, those chair shots with what we know, almost impossible to watch. So I'm not sure I'd throw that in there. I'm not, I can't actually think of any matches at Royal Rumble. There probably are some. But I'll, I'll, if it comes up, I'll just shout it out. Thomas Speller, who am I man again? Who would be a believable surprise entrant to win the Rumble this year? I don't think there is one. I mean, like, who, who realistically can be a surprise? I mean, Goldberg, he could be a surprise. And he could win, right? But it's not going to happen. They're not going to treat Goldberg as this guy that comes back and, and smashes everybody. They've done that. They did it a few years ago, and it was fine. And not even then did he win the Royal Rumble. You could pull a swerve and have somebody like Big E win it. You know, after that little tease on SmackDown, he's not a surprise entry, obviously, but with that tease on SmackDown that Kofi Kingston came up with the idea and that, you know, the New Day really pushed this whole point that if they win, they win as a team. Obviously, it's not something you can do. I'm not saying you break them up, but you could have Big E eliminate everybody in the New Day because he's got his sights set on something else. So you kind of tease some dissension there. Shout out to my man, Josh Tilbury, in the Super Chat saying, hey, man, just joined in. I want Kevin Owens and Lacey Evans or Ruby Riot to win the Rumble, but think I'm hoping. Well, what a great time to jump in, Josh. If you are talking about surprise entrance, yeah, you could have Kevin Owens come back and win it. We'd all love that, but I just don't think WWE see him in that light. Same with Sami Zayn. I'd go crazy. I'd go crazy just for the entrance. I think one of them could come back at the Rumble. I think maybe Zayn more than, than Kevin Owens, but who knows? But outside of that, no, I can't think of any surprises, unless, of course... Someone like Batista, I mean, that, that may, may work, but I still think he's going to try and work with Triple H. Repo Man, that's what we really want. We want the Repo Man to come back. Oh, my word. One day it's going to happen too, because you never say never in WWE. i got some big plans for Repo Man soon. Keep an eye on what culture wrestling. I say you'll love it, you probably won't, you may hate it. Uh, Nick Palmer, R-Truth is number 30 on Sunday. What do you think of the possibility that Brian loses to AJ, still Truth spot and wins the Rumble? Personally, I think Seth or Drew winning is just too obvious and safe. I do love that. I mean, how good would it be if Daniel Bryan, this ultimate heel that wants to piss people off, kind of went against his own morals, beat up truth, the beloved our truth and won the Rumble? It would be fantastic. And I think it's a way to have that AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan match again and nobody care because I think they'd enjoyed it, but I can't see them doing it. Um, I just think that's focusing too much on Daniel Bryan. I don't think they want to do that uh, more than they do at the moment. I do think it'd be Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre. We talked about this, but I think... I just think it's, it just makes too much sense. And it's not a bad, it doesn't make sense too much sense in a bad way. I just think that's the expectation. And it's a good expectation. Like sometimes you just want the things that you figured out in your head, you just want WWE to do. You just want them to come up with a really badass and cool way to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like in the, in the past, they've changed so many things where you hear the ideas, they get out, you know, oh yeah, do that. And they don't because they get too well known. And that sucks. We wanted to see it play out on TV. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? Not a lot. <laughs> um, Christian Brown, Simon, I missed you. Well, that's very nice. Thank you, man. I missed you too. Even though you've been answering my questions on Patreon, so I'll get right into it. Number one, AEW versus New Japan of Ring of Honor, a possible new version of the Monday Night Wars. I don't know, really, because I think they all want to have working relationships with each other as best as they can. I think in that trifecta, Ring of Honor are the people that are going to hold out the most, and so they should. Like, they've got money, they've got support, they've got history, and they're about to sell out, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden. They have sold out Madison Square Garden, obviously in conjunction with New Japan, but still. So I would imagine that it is Ring of Honor who is the the one kind of keeping their eyebrows raised about all their wrestling, especially because those Ring of Honor people helped put on All In. So I think that, and also I think the way they work, they know that WWE is up here and that maybe realistically they can never actually get that close. However, if they all pull their resources together, then maybe you can. So yes, there is something in that. 
but I think it will work in a different way. I don't think we're ever going to get the whole Monday to Monday, Monday Night War thing again. And I don't think we should. Sometimes you do have to leave stuff in the past. It made sense in the late 90s. We live in a brand new world now. WCW wouldn't have died if we're in the world right now. Look at you know, Impact. I'm not saying it's the same, but there's so many avenues to broadcast your product. And that's really what killed WCW was they lost their TV deal. So you've got, to, you've got to change the time. So I don't think we'll see anything like that again. Number two, how is your recovery affected by your work as a freelancer, if at all? Get well, damn it. Uh, I assume you're referring to my shoulder. I mean, my sh the thing with my shoulder now is, if I, I think I said this last week, if I didn't want to lift weights or be a wrestler, I want to do both of these things, I think I could live my life with my shoulder. It did help at first, for a good three months, maybe even four. I couldn't do as much work as I wanted, so I had to, you know, come up with ingenious ways to try and make cash. So yeah, it did hurt. It did hurt a lot. And thankfully, again, just a shout out because it is true. Everyone that uh, supported me on Patreon helped me no end. Absolutely helped me no end. So, you know, all, all the love in the world uh, to, to those guys that, you know, that, that did kind of jump on the Miller support bandwagon. Again, the problem I have with it now is can it sustain wrestling and, and, and the gym? And at the moment, it can't. I'm, I'm desperately hoping I can rehab it more so that it does. Because obviously, otherwise, the alternative is surgery. And I want to stay away with that, especially because I could have had that. Well, no, I couldn't have had it six months ago, but I probably could have pushed for it harder. But I went, you know, I wanted to, to do it this way because you can get complications, especially in later life. So it always makes more sense. Either way, I'll be back this year. No matter what happens. If I have to have surgery, I'll be back. If I don't have to have surgery, I'll still be back. Keep an eye on Defiant. You can go there now, Defiant Wrestling on YouTube. I've already returned as the assistant GM. That's where it all starts. Uh, and from there, um, we'll, we'll see how... Um, We'll see how it goes. Babak Kidney, still the best name. I figured it's quite okay to catch that number seven or number eight spot on the question side of things, so here I am. I don't think you get enough credit for your what culture content lately. Well, that's very nice, dude. Thank you. Especially the lists in the recent past. Considering how niche some of these have become, it really helps what culture to set itself apart from all these other channels. Well, that's very nice. Well, thank you, dude. So what was my question? Ah, uh, yeah. What's the research process behind your list like, and how does it take... For you to finish one up, all the best from one great name to another. You do have the best name, my friend. Well, look, a massive shout out to uh, the What Culture writing team. Uh, again, if you go to whatculture.com, you can see articles up the two nine until the cows come home. They do. They got a, a terrific team that come up with these incredible ideas and you know construct these amazing, interesting lists like you yourself have just said. So they absolutely deserve the credit for all of that. I mean, basically, what I do when it comes to the YouTube side is. I, I, I see their ideas and I just rewrite them all for voiceover and I add my own spin, my own dumb jokes, and then, I, you know, I, I record them. Uh, there have been a couple of times when I've done them from scratch, but again, because, you know, that there is a team d designated to do that, it just makes more sense most of the time to, I don't like the term repurpose, that sounds awful, because there's more going into it to that, but that's what happens. So yeah, those guys, all the love in the world to those guys, massive respect. Uh, they've been doing it for ages now as well. Yeah, just, just just the best. But that's very kind, Babek. So shout out to you. Shout out to What Culture. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> that's how shout outs work. Gareth Jones. Uh, Hi, Simon. Thanks for the amazing content. Isn't that nice? And I get to watch it live for the first time. Well, Gareth, if you're here, welcome. Lovely to have you. Anyway, how do you think Kofi will save himself from being eliminated this year? Great question, man. I had that ever since the SmackDown, uh, the SmackDown thing happened. I don't know. I really don't know because he's done so much. And I remember there was one year, maybe even two, where they clearly ran out of things to do, so they just did some crap. It wasn't crap, but it's a bit like, oh, that's not as good as he has done. So I really don't know. I mean, he's done handstands. He's done on the ring, the, the, the barrier. He's done loads. On the chair, pancake. The pancake one was bad. But I mean, that, that's just starting at the very, at the very, very bottom. So I don't know. But that's why it's great. I don't think they would have done that uh, backstage bit if they didn't have an idea. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I think... Uh, I think I think there's something big in plan for the New Day at, at the Raw Rumble. Maybe I'm just being too expectant. Maybe I'm being too hopeful. But there was all those murmurings that Vince McMahon had some kind of idea with them. We'll see. We'll see. I, I in the let me know if you're in the YouTube chat. Start throwing out ideas, and as I see them, I'll uh, I'll shout them out. Adam Mason, hi Simon. Hope you're well, my friend. And to you, Adam. Questions this week. Fans want a said wrestler to be pushed. But even when he is getting a push, people still complain and say he's only there to be beaten. Take Finn Balor, for example. He's in the title match against Lesnar, but now he's there. Fans are saying he's just there to take a pin to protect Braun, etc., etc. Are we just living in an age where WWE can do no right and everybody wants them to fail? Keep up the good work. No, I don't. I, I, look, you are 100% correct. 
But I think the people that sort of make these noises are the vocal minority, right? I think most people are just happy to see Finn Balor in the main event. Yes, is he probably there? Because nobody could figure out how to get out of the Braun Strowman Brock Lesnar match. Yes, but you're right. They could have put anyone in that position. We've been asking for Finn Balor. If Finn Balor now goes on to have an incredible match with Brock Lesnar, we won't even care that he's lost. We'll just care that over the last few weeks, he's been being pushed great. Had that great UK um, NXT UK takeover match which was, you know, that reaction to him was, was off the wall, as it would be. And that's what matters right now. That's what most people will remember. He can come out and roar. He can say, I tried, I tried, like so many others, I failed. But look what I did. I did this. I took the beast to the limit. And as long as you keep booking him well, then we've rehabbed Finn Balor and he can go on to whatever feud that he wants and hopefully get to the point where people in the back go, well, we can't, I can't let Finn lose. That'd be ridiculous. And that has definitely not been the case, uh, case to, for a while. But yeah, people do do that. I mean, that that's the internet as well. Obviously, social media has given everybody a voice and, and some people just want to do it. But I guess that's, just, that's the, the debate of pro wrestling too. That's just what people are going to talk about. But they do do that. <laughs> it is true. And, and they'll always do it. Uh, even when, uh, what was the other one they did recently? Everyone had been asking for it and they did it. It went, ugh. <laughs> you, can't, you can't win. I even saw someone get mad about Zack Ryder returning. He said, well, I wanted Zack Ryder to return, but not like this. What do you want him to do? Come out and win the WWE title? That's not going to happen. Sometimes you just got to take what you can get. I, for one, am super happy that um, Finn Balor is getting his due. He was meant to get it last year. We didn't because no, everyone decided he wasn't over. Brock Lesnar has pushed for this match, so it's likely that he'll sell his ass off for him. When Brock Lesnar sells his ass off, Everything is all is all right with the world. So, yeah, we will we'll see. But you are one hundred percent correct. Yes, Nar Kelly with Sheamus as a tag team champion and Finn and Becky challenging for their retrospective belts, uh, respective belts. Is this the most successful time in Irish wrestling history? Something that really isn't referenced anywhere. I mean, I think it probably is. I, I'm obviously not the um, most qualified to talk about that because I may be forgetting someone. But given that, yes, Becky's the top of the card, Finn is the top of the card, Sheamus has been the world champion, absolutely still top of the card. Yeah, I would say I absolutely. They've absolutely smashed it, all of them. And Finn Balor's been a champion. Obviously, Sheamus was a champion. And Becky, they've all been champions. Doing better than the, 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 um, the British guys, or at least the English guys. So I think you're right. So please, you know, if someone knows better, let me know in the comments. I'll keep an eye out for it. But I, I can't argue with you. I, I would absolutely put my hands up and say, yes, correct. I see a few people in the comments as well mentioned the Bludgeon Brothers are good to go again. I cannot wait to have the Bludgeon Brothers back. Luke Harper is underrated anyway, and that team was great. If the Miz and Shane McMahon's first feud is against the Bludgeon Brothers for the tag team titles, I am going to up the shit out of that. And I've never said that term in my life, but I absolutely will. Oh, man, that would be so good. Um... Michael Rigney. Hi, Simon. I hope you're having a great day. And you, my friend. I'm a massive Oscar fan. And my concern is, what does she do after the Rumble, seeing as all the talk is about Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda? Will she just be put to the background again, even though all the four of them could have great matches together? Well, that's why I'm hoping that somebody else entirely wins the Rumble, so she can have her own separate feud, and we can just shift Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda off over here, and they can do their own thing. That's what I'd like them to do. Whether or not they do do that is, is another thing. But you're right. Much like Finn Balor, we finally got Oscar back to a place where she deserves, she belongs. She does have a good following. Like every time a music hit, she gets a big pop. People want to see her. And sure, they chant Becky, but it doesn't matter. So, yes, I hope, um, I hope they do do that. I don't think she falls into the background unless she loses the title on Sunday. I don't think they're going to do that because I can't understand why you would take it off Becky just to give it back to Becky a month later. That seems nuts, especially when all of them are meant to be going after the Raw women's title. This is the good thing about AEW and all this whole new era stuff. If we go with what they should do, what we hope they would do, I should say, it's not should isn't the right word, then all these people like Finn Balor, Oscar, The Revival, uh, who else has been pushed recently? Obviously, Zack Ryder back on TV. I can't think of anyone else. There's loads. There's Apollo Crews, he was focused. I should mention as well, I'm pretty sure all that EC3 posing is going to tie into a few with Bobby Lashley, right? He's been posing, EC3's been posing. That'd be alright. I just like Bobby Lashley as IC champ. But that's the best thing about all of this, is hopefully it means we can't just throw people like Oscar back down onto the, you know, the heap of dirt, because she may get upset and leave. And you don't want anyone to leave right now, because there are options uh, for people to go. So, 
Going to be interesting. Lee Fallence, is the Royal Rumble going to be a disaster from being too overhyped? I don't think so. I think there's too many good matches on the card. I don't think Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor is going to be bad. May not live up to what we want, but I don't think it's going to be bad. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, I'd be astonished if that's bad. I don't think it's possible. The Royal Rumble is always good, even the crap ones. You still enjoy it at the time, but sometimes the winner takes the wind out of yourselves. I think there's going to be so much nonsense between Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky that we'll all enjoy it and it'll give us talking points. And if the Miz and Shane McMahon win, that would be funny. So, and I also think the, the Cruiserweight match is going to be great. You can always raise your expectations too much. That's something that WWE and football fans, I always notice it in sport, I should say sport fans all the time, you set your expectations and you don't meet your own expectations, you get mad at the people that you were expecting from. And WWE fans do that loads. And you should do that. It's nice and it's exciting to, to, to get, it's fun to be excited. But I don't think this is the case here. I think there's reason that we should be looking forward to it. And I think they're going to deliver. Next week, you can tell me I'm an idiot. We'll see. And Thomas Sutton, who do you think deserves a place in the Hall of Fame this year? Well, in terms of people that haven't been in, obviously, The Undertaker would be a shout. The Rock would be a shout. The British Bulldog, we're just talking about the British Isles and Ireland. Uh, I, you know, I think the British Bulldog should be in. I mean, someone like Diamond Right Kid should be in, but I think there's too much controversy there for him actually to be, to be inducted. Outside of that, I don't know. I'd have to go through a list. There'd be loads of names I'm not thinking of. Chris Jericho, for example. He'll, he'll, be, he'll go in the Hall of Fame one day. It won't be this year, given everything that's happened. And there will be other people back in the day that I haven't thought about. But um, in terms of a headliner this year, maybe it is The Undertaker. Simply because there's no one else. Who else headlines? Who else headlines this year? Everybody else has gone in. Or at least I can think of. Again, shout out in the comments if you've got an idea. But I don't. I, I, can't, I can't think of one. I really, really can't. Uh, but I, I think WrestleMania weekend will be good. There's so much good stuff good stuff going on. I think I may be there. I'm 99% sure that's happening. But I'm not going to say any more until, until I know. I should also say before I do forget, if you do want to watch, if you live in England and you do want to come watch the Royal Rumble with me on Sunday, you actually can. I'm going to be at MK11, which is a venue in Milton Keynes. Uh, they've got a whole load of stuff going on. They've got quizzes. I think they've got some kind of competition. They've got beer, obviously, and booze and food. So, yeah, if you want to come and hang out with me as I host a Royal Rumble party, you can. MK11. You can get tickets right now. Just search for it. Go to their website. I think they're only like three quid. So they're well cheap, and I'll be there doing my thing. Uh, I'll stay up with you and watch the Royal Rumble as well, obviously. Um, you know, so if you want to, if you want to come say hello, please do. Milton Keynes, London, UK, this Sunday. I think it kicks off at 9 p.m. Obviously, because the Royal Rumble doesn't start till midnight. But I'll be there, and it would be nice to see you all. Good point. Someone just said Tom Hall's just said Repo Man should be in the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, Brian Darso is on the outs with WWE because he was part of that concussion lawsuit. Hence, why we don't talk about demolition much, and probably why they lost their World Tag Team record. But yeah, he should be in. Repo man, one day he's going to come back. Or someone else is going to play that gimmick. I'm going to go crazy. It's going to be the best day ever. Best gimmick ever. And we should also, before we start wrapping up actually, also point out that, um, well, two things really. One, there was a lot of people talking about Roman Reigns this week and saying they've been in contact with him and that he's doing well. That's fantastic. Apparently training down in Hawaii, I think I read. Awesome. Best news we could, I don't care what happens at the Royal Rumble. If Roman Reigns is doing well and he's recovering and he's on his way back to full fitness, brilliant. Brilliant. I don't think we're going to see him at the Royal Rumble. I imagine he'll still be gone for a while. But that was awesome news. And obviously, it's NXT. Let's do NXT quickly. Before we end, we'll do NXT. I, I, I always forget it. And then people... Um, I don't know what to type in. Is that going to work? Uh, no. Is that... Oh, maybe. Hang on. It's <laughs> a long, long-ass way to do it. There we go. Take over Phoenix. I mean... The stuff with Velveteen Dream this week as well, with him locking his fate, he's locking his Twitter account. Absolutely hilarious. So many people thought he'd been fired, and maybe he has. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I don't think that's the case uh, at all. Uh, so obviously, Tommaso Ciampa versus Alistair Black for the NXT Championship. I think I don't think they're going to take it off Ciampa for a while. I think he's doing too well. Uh, I know there's loads. Of, I know there's. You could go either way. But, yeah, I mean, Champa for me. Uh, same with Baszler versus Bianca Blair. I just think Baszler's got so much momentum now. I wouldn't. I'd let her keep tearing through the division. Uh, the Undisputed Era, obviously, Carl O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus the War Raiders. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, saying that. Maybe the War Raiders will win that one. Why am I stalling? For? I can say the War Raiders. Don't know why. Just my gut. Uh, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. I think Johnny Gargano could win that. I think he could. I think Ricochet may be on his way up to the, the main roster. So maybe not here, but maybe soon. And Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono, I just think is going to be an absolute war. 
I, I, I cannot wait for, for, for that match, especially after before when they had their kind of like tease match. Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be a great show. Although it's saying that I've not changed. Ricochet will lose. Some belt has to change this weekend. So I think Ricochet will lose his belt. But who knows? Maybe, no, you know, maybe it'll be the opposite of Wrestle Kingdom this year when no one loses their belt. WWE goes the other way like, nah, we don't want to do that. We're not going to let um, we're not going to let anybody lose uh, lose their bit. Uh, SD Clinton says, you talk about Repo Man so much that I would love to see the WWE bring you in playing that role. Look, man, I would love it too. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But imagine that it did. I get, my favorite question is always, what would you do if AEW or WWE was trying to sign you? My answer is always the same. Do backflips. Because what on earth did I do in order to have this amazing offer bestowed upon my um, bestowed upon my feet. I don't, what, what world that would be? If that ever happens, I'll come on here and I'll just do a podcast for the whole hour talking about how awesome my life is. That's a joke. James Wakefield makes a good point. Undisputed to get a full call-up. I'd love that. If they all came up together and they could be like a new version of the Radicals, and they just go and they run them... SmackDown would be great, right? Just run them back through SmackDown with Adam Cole as the, as the spokesperson. I love it, but... I mean, they, people keep saying it should be it be another while, and they're not and they're not old, but they're ready to go. Like they're not spring chickens, not in a bad way, but they are ready to go. So I I would call them up sooner rather rather than later. I mean, when that is, I don't know, but that's what I would do. I I don't think we need to stand on ceremony more with the undisputed era. But then again, it's like Triple H said: Do you actually want to? you know, crap away all your talent constantly and have to rebuild. No, you don't. Which is why WWE should also try and turn NXT into an actual third brand as opposed to just, you know, the, 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 I can't talk, the developmental territory. It should be more than that. I already think it's there. They just have to take the impetus to make it there. Then you have people go up. You have people go, I shouldn't say go, left and right. People move. Like Dolph Ziggler right now. Dolph Ziggler just vanished. Some people said they've seen him at some house shows. He may just be taking some time off. Maybe his contract is ending and he's leaving. I don't know. But he was someone that I feel like would thrive in, 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 in NXT. And then he can go back to Raw SmackDown whenever he sees fit. He basically got beaten by Drew McIntyre and just left. The story just stopped, which always irks me. Shout out to my man ATF Quiz in the super chat. Lights go out and it's only Undertaker and Kofi. I'd take that in the Royal Rumble. Will The Undertaker be in the Royal Rumble? That's a great shout. I didn't even think about that. Could you, I tell you what, here's one surprise entry that I'm now confident with. I bet Kane is in the Rumble. Because that is a guy that can come in, he can throw a couple of people out, and then you can you make someone like Apollo Crews or Bobby Lashley or someone you're trying to push, throw out Kane, and that will mean something. So Kane, I would say, is absolutely... Um, yeah, some yeah, absolutely in that bracket. And my man Josh Tilbury, always supporting me, always appreciated. He wants Cole versus Balor at Mania. I think we'd all like Adam Cole versus Balor at Mania. The problem is, it's one of those matches I can never see WWE doing at WrestleMania because I don't think they see the worth in the same way that we see the worth. But look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm absolutely wrong. I I, I think Adam Cole is going to come up eventually, and even if there is any doubters, he'll win. He'll win them all over. I hope so anyway. Adam Cole is good. I like Adam Cole. We all like Adam Cole though, right? Pretty much. Um, Aaron says Paige returns for the Rumble. I think A, Paige is promoting her movie, which I've seen by the way, and I'm hopefully going to do a review over on What Culture next week, so keep an eye out for that. But from everything that's out there about Paige's neck, I think it would be a really bad idea if she returns. So unfortunately, it looks like, you never know, obviously Daniel Bryan, we said the same thing, but it does look like her career was horribly cut short. Uh, I mean, mid-20s, whatever she is. And that, and, and that just that just sucks. Of course it just sucks. Like having something like that taken away from you is awful. Same if you're a tennis player, all that stuff with Andy Murray recently, you don't have to like the man. Either way, it's irrelevant. But having something like that takes away, taken away from you, especially when you've dedicated so much time to it, I think Paige started resting when she was 14, is not easy. And it's very, very hard. And on that note, that sad note, we'll start to wrap things up. Again, uh, the Royal Rumble this Sunday. Make sure you tune in to Ups and Downs for NXT TakeOver on Sunday morning over on What Culture Wrestling. Then we'll do Ups and Downs uh, on the Monday as well. Of course we will. If you are in the Milton Keynes area, come down to MK11. I'll be hosting the party. It'd be lovely to see you all. I'll shake your hands. We can come up with some kind of like high five pattern thing. That will be fun. All of this is supported by Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash 316. There is a link in the description below in the bio. If you are watching on, uh, on YouTube, every dollar helps. It just allows me to you know ensure i have time in the day to do this i haven't got to worry about cash it's as simple as that on twitter and instagram at simon miller 316 also if you're listening i should pimp i should pimp both ways if you're watching right now on youtube there's a second episode 
that goes live. I mean, it goes on live on YouTube too, but you can listen to it in your ears on podcasts. So go and search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google, wherever you listen on your podcast on. Subscribe to that because that's always cool. Then you can listen to the second episode. And in, in the flip side, if you're listening on audio, come subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report Rules. Regret calling it that, but I've done it now and there's nothing else I can do. And yeah, if you're watching it right now on YouTube, smash the like button. I'm going to do it. Boom. Just, oh, it didn't work. Oh, it did work. Bam. Just like my own video. Never done that before. What an absolute loser. It's like retweeting yourself, which I also do a lot. <laughs> what a fool. Anyway, look, I want to thank everybody for joining me. Uh, again, second episode of the podcast will drop on Friday or over the weekend. And we'll be back next Wednesday to talk about everything that happened at the Royal Rumble. That's exciting, right? You don't, right now, we don't know. This could be the best Royal Rumble we've ever seen in our lives. And then we'll all go crazy and we'll all tune into Raw and we'll all be excited. And then I'm sure it'll all fall apart before we get to WrestleMania because that's just what happens. But look, as soon as the Royal Rumble is done, it is the pathway to WrestleMania. And I'm excited about that. And also the Elimination Chamber match with all the women's tag titles. I think that's going to be okay. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. I'm just rambling, rambling. Thanks so much for joining me. I always appreciate it. I love doing these. Sorry for the late timing today. Uh, YouTube being crazy. But look, we got the whole hour and it didn't go down. Also, my face is really red. From these crazy lights. Anyway, look, thanks so much for joining me. Love you all. I'll see you soon.